Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Welcome back, you bunch of Jack Wagons, for another rendition of the... Jack Wagon Sports Podcast. Almost forgot the name of our own podcast. How, how does that happen? Uh, glad to have the Mullet Mafia back together. Uh, unfortunately, maybe not necessarily one of the most exciting weeks uh, in sports or weekends coming up in sports. Uh, but we do have some good college basketball matchups we'll get to in a little bit, um, and some other things happening and going on that uh, we're still at least excited to talk about. Uh, first things first. Not a whole lot to go on so far, but the 2022 Beijing Olympics have started their preliminary contest in certain sports. Um, the Olympics will officially kick off tomorrow with the opening ceremony and the torch lighting. Um, we, and I say we, I'm not sure how much George is into the Olympics. Um, I, since a kid, I've always been into the Olympics a lot, so at least I'm going to try to keep some medal updates going on Twitter um, as much as possible. Uh, George, do you, do you watch the Olympics very much? I, I watch hockey. Um, oh, well, yeah, I kind of I do watch, watch the, I, I watch but... the, the speed skating like that. Um, skiing and snowboarding is kind of fun to watch, too. Um, bobsled. It, it definitely... I do like some bobsled and skeleton oh, yeah. and luge. Yeah. Some good stuff. Some good stuff. Uh, I definitely prefer I personally... the, uh, I definitely prefer probably the summer Olympics to the winter ones, but yeah, I, I watch them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. And I personally, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a dad and it seems like a definitely definite dad sport. Actually, I feel like I've kind of been interested in it for a while, but curling, I don't know why, but I've always watched that shit when it's on. And it ain't, I ain't going to sit here and act like it's the most entertaining thing in the world. Don't get me wrong. It can be boring for sure. Um, but those guys, like, those guys just absolutely get excited. I have a feeling they're just pounding beers on the side. Like, yeah, I, I do love curling. That, that has yeah. become a, a great sport to watch. Yeah. But definitely, definitely, uh, it at least brings out the, the country spirit of whatever country anybody might be rooting for. Um, obviously for us, it's uh, the USA. Hopefully, um, you know, we can continue to be dominant, but I feel like countries are starting to catch up and it's actually making the Olympics more exciting to watch. Um, so definitely we'll be keeping an eye on that, trying to keep an update. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, a start to a good Olympics, hopefully. Good, safe Olympics. Hopefully, just need to assert our dominance over uh, Canada and Russia, and we'll we'll be good to go. Yeah, uh, exactly. And other news, we we touched on this Tuesday as it had just come out uh, when we went over it. Uh, but Brian Flores is assuming um, the NFL, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Vikings, um, saying you know they're being a little racist towards him, uh, and he's kept the receipts. He's come out in the past few days. Um, one of those receipts being a conversation with Bill Belichick. Um, Bill thought he was talking to Brian Dabble, the former uh, offensive coordinator for the Bills and the new head coach of the Giants. Turns out he was texting Brian Flores. Uh, Flores had an interview scheduled for Thursday, and they had already hired Dabble. And I, I've heard of many teams doing this in the past. This isn't anything, I would say, shocking. Um, but basically, with uh, the Art Rooney rule is, you know, every NFL team needs to interview one person of color uh, for head coach openings, and that's literally all the Giants were doing with Flores is just using him to fill that 
that slot, um, which is just bullshit. Um, and then fucking the living mean himself, Hugh Jackson, comes out and says that he has physical proof that the Browns did the same thing where, um, you know, the excuse me, the Dolphins offered Flores $100,000 um, for every game he lost, and I believe it was 2020. Um, of course, Brian didn't do that. Good for him. But Hugh Jackson came out and said that the Browns tried to do the same thing, and he has physical proof. And I think he's bullshit. Um, oh, me too. I can't. I can't I, wait. Like, I, I believe in Flores right now. Um, well, Flores like, kept the receipts, but yeah, he, Hugh Jackson. And he's posting them. Like he's Hugh Jackson's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I have physical proof too. It's like, okay, show us. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's like, okay. Fine. Are you sure you didn't just happen to be a bad head coach in a bad franchise? Yeah. Uh, Are he you was, sure? <laughs> yeah. No, he was a dog shit coach. I absolutely have zero faith in him. Um, but yeah, I absolutely support Brian Flores, and I wish, um, you know, it, it. it's very brave, honestly, what he's doing, giving up any possibility of coaching again in the NFL. Um, he was a very talked about name when the Dolphins let him go. Like I said, I was very shocked that no team really hired him. Uh, and now he's laying any future he would have had in the sport on the line uh, with his lawsuit. Um, then the NFL came out and gave, you know, a great defense and, and you know, for <laughs> them and said that the allegations have no merit. Um, so within hours. Yeah. With, like the, the NFL with a strong defense is always uh, strong defense. Yeah. Totally a completely expected move. Um, if you're an NFL fan, this is exactly what the NFL does. There were tweets about like, making the end racism bigger in the end zones or on the back of the helmets and shit to counteract it. Cause that's just the shit that the NFL does. They don't actually care about what's actually happening. They just want to make sure that the sport looks good. Um, yeah. So not, not a surprise by any means. Uh, we will definitely, this is, uh, this is huge. I, I think this is, if you're the NFL right now, you're shaking your boots, like not just because of this, but the NFL hasn't even gotten past the Daniel Snyder, emails and all that shit there's still roundtables coming together about you know that whole debacle that got john gruden um fired and and all that shit so the nfl didn't even make it out of that yet and now they're facing racism allegations uh I, we all know roger goodell's a piece of shit um it is what it is that professional sports is all about politics and money uh nowadays and it's it's finally coming to light and as a sports fan I'm excited, um, but at the same time, it's some of the richest people in the world. So uh, it's sad to say, but I, I, I don't know if we're actually going to get the outcome that, that needs to happen by the end of this. Um, I mean, even if you look at the, the uh, Rooney rule, there were six head coaches in the National Football League that were black. When that rule was made, there's now one. So... You do the math on that. Obviously, that rule hasn't been working. So I'm I'm very interested to see how this all comes to fruition and comes about. Um, I, I'm sure we won't have an answer anytime soon, but we will definitely uh, keep the updates coming as we get them. I, I really and, hope that this is the, the, the final nail in the coffin for Goodell's career and he's gone. Because, I mean, I've, I've hated the, I've hated, yeah, I've hated the Rooney rule like since Snyder it was in, and, invented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just how he handles everything, I, I'm over his bullshit. Uh, yeah. So like I said, maybe this will be the final nail. We'll see. Yeah, and and from one terrible uh, cover-up league to another, uh, the NBA 
in a in some good news this weekend, surprisingly for the NBA, um, unveiled some new All Star Weekend trophies, um, including a beautiful uh, Kobe Bryant inspired Kia All Star MVP trophy. They have this thing. I don't know if you've seen it yet uh, or if you've seen the breakdown of it, but like each individual section of it not only has or pays tribute to the All-Star game and its history, but also pays tribute to Kobe Bryant and like when he was All-Star MVP or, you know, his jersey numbers or yada, 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 whatever. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. I definitely um, we've talked about it. I haven't been in the NBA as much as I usually am. Uh, It's kind of been regressing for me. Um, this isn't going to change anything because I feel the same way about the All-Star Weekend as I do Pro Bowl. Uh, But nonetheless, it is nice to see, um, and it's nice to see that while Kobe's legacy will impact the league forever now, at least for, you know, the foreseeable future, he will have a mark, a physical mark in this league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's great to see them continue to honor Bryant in ways. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I feel like the NBA All-Star Weekend is, I really love the skills competition. Like the, well, the dunk contest is, is starting to fall off. Um, yeah. But still, that's exciting. The three-point contest is always fun to watch, except Curry just wins it every year. Um, <laughs> but like they, they do put a lot of effort into the skills competition and that's fun. Um, and they've tried so many different things with, you know, the All-Star game itself. Uh, to me, that's just, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. There's. It's fun to see them run up and down the floor and score and stuff, but like nobody's put any effort into defense. Um, so I, yeah, for me, it's probably the most boring All Star game there is. Um, I'd say the NBA is like right behind it, or excuse me, the MLB is right behind it. Um, ever since they got rid of the rule where whoever you know wins had home series advantage and or home field advantage in the World Series. Now it's they're out there playing for nothing, but they still put a lot of effort in. Uh, actually, so here's a NHL is my favorite. Um, I would put MLB at two, and then the Pro Bowl and the NBA are tied for third and fourth because I hate both of them. Um, that's fair. I've never seen the MLS All Star Weekend. I don't know what that's like, so I'm not gonna judge that one. But it's probably full of fake injuries. I'd yeah. guess, <laughs> like but, every uh, other soccer weekend. Moving on, uh, Lincoln Riley. Came out yesterday with probably the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard him say. Um, and that's that's saying something. That is. I really didn't think it could get much worse. Um, so he comes out, um, says, you know, they've had, a, they've had a great recruiting class. They've got a lot of big names in the transfer portal. Uh, Caleb Williams has decided he's going to USC um, to join Lane Kiffin there. Lane Kiffin, goddammit. Lincoln Riley. Um <laughs> Lane Kiffin I was talking about the portal yesterday, too. That's what was on my mind. Um, but then he turns around and says that, you know, the, the transfer portal needs a lot of, you know, uh, I forget, guardrails, I guess is what he called them. Because um, it's, it's not fair to the teams, even the players and coaches and all this other stuff. And I'm not going to lie, he's not wrong. And I agree. No, he's not. I agree. <laughs> but the fact that he was just bragging about all the shit he just got. And he's more freaking contradictory than Brittany Matthews. Um, it's just, when I heard that, I was like, just, of all people, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, you have zero room to talk. What you're saying is not wrong. But the way the person it's coming from is just beyond ridiculous. So just please just hush 
stay in your corner um, and have fun sucking at USC for the next 10 years. Yeah. And by the way, I, I George knows because I was talking to him about it. I added this band on, on Twitter. I called him out. And one for his comments, but two for not being able to handle being in the SEC. And my tweet got taken down. So I did what any responsible tweeter would do, and I retweeted him. Um, but nonetheless, Lincoln Riley continues to shove his foot in his mouth. I agree. But so, Nick, why don't, why don't you tell us about your, your favorite football team's <coughs> new name and how excited you are? Yes. So the Washington <sighs> Commanders have officially come out as the Washington football team's new nickname. Um, I've told multiple people that I don't necessarily hate the name. Um, I feel like after two years of searching and polls and all this stuff, you came up with the commanders. Kind of seems like you took that entire two years and just threw it away. Um, But nonetheless, my biggest thing is the name doesn't necessarily matter. Um, I think we could have picked anything and people would have made fun of it regardless. Um, we're a team that doesn't really demand respect right now in any sense of the word. Um, so nobody's going to respect our new name no matter what it was. Um, but while it doesn't necessarily sound terrible, it just sounds boring and plain and whatever, like basically every other Washington team name. Um, which, by the way, they seen uh, Cleveland. What the hell's Cleveland's new name? Uh, the uh, Guardians. Guardians, yes. They seen Cleveland do that. And very, very efficiently, right in front of their eyes, they seen, hey, this is what we should not do. And they turned around and did exactly that. Um, so, a bit upset, nonetheless. Um, but it has given us some good Twitter content so far. Uh so the first one isn't necessarily a funny thing, but to piggyback on the two years being a waste of time, there's a video that surfaced uh, when some of the names had come out that could be our possible nicknames. Um, and they ha- uh, Chase Young was on somebody's podcast, and he was rating, giving grades to certain names. And he gave the commanders an F. And uh, while I personally find that hilarious, I also find it kind of upsetting and disappointing because... This is someone that you consider a young face of your franchise. And here he is, obviously not liking this name. And I'm sure he probably wasn't the only person in the locker room that said, yeah, that's kind of boring. We don't like that. Um, And it just goes to show how much Snyder doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. Um, And granted, he made a decent choice as far as it's not controversial. it, you know, it fits the area. So by all means, uh, that's why I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But obviously, you weren't really listening to people. You only cared about what you thought. But some of the more funnier tweets that I brought. Um, so one is people have been referring to us as the Washington Commies, um, which, again, uh, how you didn't how he didn't see this coming. I have no idea. But the best tweet that I seen by far was they sent out Teslas yesterday. And these Teslas, I guess, were driving around D.C. Um, or Landover, somewhere in that area. Um, and I guess they were handing out, like, towels, maybe some hats. I don't know. But these towels said Washington Commanders on them. And somebody tweeted, great, Pittsburgh has terrible towels. 
I guess we have comrades. And I absolutely lost my shit. I was laughing so damn hard. I was like, this is per the perfect, like, if you could, if one tweet could describe this fucking franchise, it has to be us having comrades. Like, just, uh, honestly, it almost made me hate the name. I, I almost right then and there was like, I, I can't do this. I'm jumping shit. But it made me laugh enough that I decided that I decided that that was that was an over exaggeration. But nonetheless, wins are gonna put this away. Um, but it's gonna be up to us to actually see if we win. So yeah, I don't see that coming for a while. No, <laughs> no, no, and not not with Snyder. Uh, we could have changed the name to whatever. Snyder's still the owner, so it really doesn't change a damn thing. Other than a few people don't see us as racist anymore. Like, well, I I should say. Our name is racist anymore. But a buddy of mine actually made a good point. We changed it from what was, when the name was originally chosen of Redskins, it was to honor the Native American communities. Um, Seems a bit off, I'm not going to lie. But nonetheless, he said that we changed it from talking about a specific group of people to the specific group of people that went through and killed the first specific group of people. And I was like, you know, I didn't I didn't really think about it like that, but when you put it into that kind of perspective, it kind of seems a little fucked up. But nonetheless, um I'm still here as a disappointed Washington fan. Um and we will move on to something that people actually care about. Yeah, uh we're gonna talk about some college basketball scores that have happened since Tuesday. Um first up on Tuesday we talked about uh Bama playing at Auburn. We thought that was gonna be a close game. Uh, Auburn turned around and hung a hundred on them, um, so yeah, not not as close as we thought. Um, it does does happen sometimes, but it's okay. We, we forgive you, Bama. Um, Villanova was upset again by Mar. You can't even call it an upset at this point. Like I understand we were ranked above them, but we can't. We really should not be ranked in the. I don't understand how we were twelfth. Like we have five losses, and they are not great losses. The only one was Baylor and Purdue that I like. I was like, okay, yeah, those are good losses. Uh, well, I mean, Baylor stomped us. Uh, Purdue was the only one I was like, okay, we lost by two. It's a good loss. We're fine. Uh, yeah, Marquette beat us by 10 last night. Um, we also had Kansas over Iowa State, 70-61. to And Texas Tech ruined the high-flying Texas Longhorns, 77-64. to uh, So great week of action so far, and it's only going to get better tonight. So I'll let Nick talk about the upcoming games. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so starting off tonight, we have a hot one. We have number three, UCLA. At number seven, Arizona. Um, obviously, top ten matchups always going to be huge. Uh, the away team is the higher ranked team. Uh, this is definitely going to be one of those games where, if you are able to watch it, you should have it on your TV. It is going to be great. Um, George, do we feel, do we feel like picking these games? Or are we just going to talk about them? Why don't we pick? Why don't we pick them? Let's All go right. ahead. <clears throat> All right. So tell me, tell me who you think is going to take this one. Uh, I hope both teams just quit. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to take UCLA. You're going to take UCLA? I'm a little, like, I, I think UCLA is catching their stride right at the perfect time. Um, I think they need to continue to build off of it uh, going into into March. Um, but I don't know. This is a tough Arizona team, and it's at Arizona. <sighs> I'm just out of spite. I'm just I'm going to go ahead and pick Arizona in this one. 
All right. Uh, yeah, just so we don't have us picking the same people like we did last time. And quite honestly, I don't know who to pick. So since you pick UCLA, I'm going Arizona. All right. Um, next game, we have 17 UConn at your number 12 Villanova. Uh, I already know who you're going to pick, but tell me. <laughs> I mean, the way we're playing, I don't know if I should fucking pick them. But... <laughs> they're, they're my team. I got to ride with them. So, yeah, give me U- – uh, I almost said UConn. Give me Villanova. <laughs> uh, I, I actually – I think I'm going to stick with you on this one. Um, this is a game that, while it's not necessarily a good opportunity for a get-right game, um, it definitely is a get-right game, whether they like it or not. It's only going to get tougher down the stretch, um, but this is a well-coached team that I think if they're going to find their stride, it's got to be within the next two, three weeks. Um, so I, I, I'm going to stick with you on this in, in hopes that that uh, the team can rally and, and bring themselves back because uh, you're right. They're not playing like a, a 12th ranked team uh, at the moment or uh, they've shown spurts of it, but. Uh, not necessarily. I just don't think with the, the losses we have that we should be ranked anywhere near the yeah. top 10. Like, well, and I, like, it's funny because, I like, looking at y'all, I'm like, okay, they were ranked number 12 or number 12, like, whatever. And then I look at UNC and, like, we have a couple losses. I want to say, like, six. Um, and I think similar to you, like, two of them were to good opponents. The other ones were kind of like, ah, eh, but I, I think the ACC is a little tougher. Um, and we're honestly sitting one game back in the ACC, so like I, I was making the argument that we should be ranked, but I get, I think we keep losing games like as we're getting ready to jump in. But anyway, nonetheless, um, another Big Ten, Big Ten, another top ten matchup coming up this weekend. We have number eight Baylor at number ten Kansas, um, and honestly, is a game of teams that I don't know what the hell to think. Uh, so. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first. Tell me, George, who you think's walking away with this one? Uh, I used to think Kansas was not unbeatable, but really good at home, and then they got blown up. I was it, 20 last week by Kentucky, so I'm gonna go against them and take Baylor this time. Uh, yeah, I honestly think I'm gonna have to agree with you that that Baylor defense plays good, strong uh, basketball. And we've seen Kentucky was playing good, strong basketball, and we've seen what they did to Kansas. Um, I, I think Baylor is going to – I don't necessarily want to say run away with this one, but I think it'll be a lot more comfortable than what than what Kansas – or, uh, yeah, than what Kansas would like, like to have it for sure. Um, up next, we have a lower top 25 matchup. We have number 20, Iowa State, at number 23, Texas. Who you got? I hate Texas, so I'm taking Iowa State. There you go. Um, I don't know who to pick, so out of spite, I'm picking Texas. <laughs> Number uh, Next matchup, the final top 25 matchup that we have coming up this weekend. We have 19 USC at number seven, Arizona. Arizona in some games this weekend. Yeah, they got a, they got a tough week here. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to go with Arizona this time at home against USC just because, again, I hate USC. <laughs> there you go. Don't blame me. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Arizona has been finding their stride, um, been looking real good recently. Yeah, as they always seem to. I always feel like Arizona is one of those teams that are either ranked like first in the preseason or they come out of nowhere and end up being a really good team. Um, so I, I definitely think that Arizona is going to 
continue to build their resume coming into March. And last but not least this weekend, um, we had to honorable mention this, even though my team isn't currently ranked. It is arguably arguably one of the biggest rivalries in sports, but I, in my personal opinion, definitely the biggest rivalry in college basketball. Um, now, it might not be the same this year or in the near future because, quite honestly, between Roy and Coach K, it was just absolutely ridiculous. But excuse me, we have nine, number nine Duke at UNC on Saturday. It's going to be a great game to watch. It doesn't matter if one of these teams is ranked number one and one of these teams is unranked. It is always a great game. Always goes down to the wire. Always physical. Um, and the Dean Smith Center is going to be rocking on Saturday. Um, I, I, I got to go with – you don't have to pick this if you don't want since it was an honorable mention, but I, I got to go with my okay. UNC team. I'm going to – personally. See, UNC – it's weird. Whenever they play Duke at home, they always they not that they play bad, but they definitely don't play as good as they are. But whenever they play Duke at Duke, I feel like is when they win more. Um, but just just to help you, I'm gonna take Duke so that way we don't jinx UNC. All right, I, I can definitely appreciate that for sure. <laughs> just just don't to need, try don't and help, need no jinxing. Yeah, just just try and help you out as much as I can. And this is a team like. This season, when I was watching uh, the Virginia Tech game, they were UNC is undefeated at home this season. At least uh, during the Vir- Virginia Tech game, they were. I'm not sure if they had a home game in there that they might have lost recently. I'm pretty sure they lost or they won the next game anyway. So I don't think it matters. But they were undefeated at home, and they only had like two or three wins away. And uh, the announcers were talking about it and talking about their defense really isn't traveling this year, um, which. Uh, with a new coach um, in a new a new scheme, uh, you know it, it definitely can be hard to to take that on the road, especially with the tough competition that they play. Um, this UNC team is a team that if they can get that defense to start traveling with them, they're going to be scary to watch. Um, but nonetheless, uh, why don't we have George here give us a little NHL breakdown? All right, so uh, we're heading into the All Star break uh, right now. Everybody's wrapped <laughs> up their games for the week. Uh, so we're going to catch you up on the standings as they stand going into the break here. Uh, and the Atlantic, we have Florida leading the way with 69 points, uh, also the most in the NHL. Tampa Bay is 66, and Toronto is 61. The Metropolitan, Carolina leads the way with 64. New York is tied with them also at 64. Pittsburgh just behind them at 62. Uh, Pittsburgh's been struggling here lately. It's been tough to watch. Uh, maybe it's because I finally invested myself back in. That's why they suck. That's um, probably what it is. We'll have, to, we'll have to experiment with that in the second half. Um, in the wild card positions, we have Washington with 59 points. Boston has 55. Detroit chasing them. They are the closest at 46 points. And Columbus has 41 points. Uh, moving over to the Western Conference, we have the Central Division. Colorado leads away with 68 points. Nashville is behind them with 60. And Minnesota just behind them with 59. In the Pacific, we have Vegas with 57, the Kings with 55, and Anaheim with 55. Uh, their wildcard standings are St. Louis at 57, Calgary at 52, Edmonton at 49, Dallas at 48, San Jose at 48, and Vancouver has 46. Um, so as we mentioned, it's the all-star break. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, the Sills competition is Saturday at 3.15, or excuse me, Saturday at 7.30 on ESPN. Um, we have two new events being added to that. I'm going to go over that here, and I'll give you all the participants 
for every competition. Um, so first up, uh, one of the brand new events is called a Fountain Face-Off. Uh, they started doing like area-specific um, challenges now, like incorporating you know things in the area. And this year it's in Vegas. Uh, so they're going to take five participants um, out to the Bellagio Fountain. And I think that's going to be so cool. Uh, they're going to take them out onto a boat uh, in a platform right in the middle. Then um, they have five targets. Whoever knocks those uh, five targets down or gets it into five buckets the fastest um, wins. Uh, excuse me, it's eight participants. Um, those participants are Jonathan Huberto of the Florida Panthers, Claude Drew of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. We have Jordan Eberly from Seattle. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know why he's even in that. The man, I've watched this man the last. What has to be at least the last five games. Well, I'd say at least the last four games that I that I can specifically say have great shots on the net. And just like he you could probably take his entire season highlights or like, I guess, near misses and make a song out of them. That's how many times he's sent it off the bars. Like just oh, I hear every time I hear every time Jordan Everly shoots ding, ding, ding. Like, dude, just. Get it in the damn goal. I don't know why he's in this contest, but anyway, go ahead. Had to get that <laughs> on the chest. Uh, we got Roman Yossi from the Predators, Nick Suzuki from the Canadians, Zach Werninski from the Columbus Blue Jackets, Mark Stone from the Vegas Golden Knights, and dear freaking Lord, Jocelyn Lamroux Davidson. I know I said that wrong and I apologize, but those are your eight participants in the Fountain Faceoff. Another new competition this year. Again, this is. Uh, Location themed, uh, they're going to do hockey blackjack. Uh, they're calling it twenty one and twenty two. I believe last year they're supposed to have the All Star Game in Vegas, um, and so it would have been great to have this twenty one and twenty one. But nonetheless, um, basically they're playing blackjack with oversized cards, and you need to shoot your puck through um, wh- whichever cards you can in order to make twenty one uh, without busting. And in the least number of shots, the first player to win two rounds will win the competition and be known as the Hockey Shark. Um, the participants for that are Nazim Kadri, Austin Matthews, Brady Tuchuk, uh, sorry, Nazim Kadri, Colorado Avalanche, Austin Matthews, Toronto Maple Leafs, Brady Tuchuk, I believe is Ottawa. Uh, we have Joe Pavelski from Dallas and Steven Stamkos from the Lightning. Um, then we have the fastest skater, uh, one of my favorite competitions to watch. Uh, you skate a lap around the ice as fast as you can. Um, we have eight participants in this one. We have Chris Kreider, Adrian Kempe, Kyle Connor, Evgeny, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Jordan <laughs> Kairou, Dylan Larkin, Kale McCurr, and Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid has been dominating this competition lately. Um, I use Kyle Connor in NHL all the time, and I think that man is ridiculously fast. I, I want him to win. Um, yeah, that's your fastest skater participants. We have the Save Streak, um, which is a shootout competition. Uh, so the way they do it, uh, and so the entire Atlantic team will go up against, say, the Pacific goalie. Um, they skate up, and you have to save as many pucks as you can. Now the team captain goes last. If you stop the team captain, then you get to go against the next team. The team captain scores, then it's over. Um, whoever stops the most pucks uh, obviously wins the competition. Um, 
All eight goalies are participating. So we have Jack Campbell from Toronto. We have Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay. Frederick Anderson from Carolina. Tristan Jari from Pittsburgh. Cam Talbot from Minnesota. Jose Saros from Nashville. Thatcher Demko from Vancouver. And John Gibson from Anaheim. Uh, next up is a breakaway challenge, which is kind of the same thing, except this is more so for the shooters. Um, with this, it's not shootout rules, so you can go behind the net, you can do, you can go backwards, all this other stuff. Uh, five participants there. Uh, Krill Kaprizov, yep, sure, uh, from Minnesota. We have Trevor Zegris from Anaheim. Jack Hughes from New Jersey. Alex DeBrincat from Chicago, and Alex Petrangelo from Vegas. And last up, we have the Accuracy Challenge. Uh, they put four targets up. Whoever can knock those four targets down in the fastest time wins. Your participants there are Leon Dreisaitl from Edmonton, Clayton Keller. I can't tell where you... I, I believe that's Arizona. <laughs> I'm trying to look at their jerseys on the, in the pictures and we have Rasmus Dahlin. I know he's from Buffalo. Sebastian Aho from Carolina. Jake Gensel, my boy, from Pittsburgh. Troy Terry from Anaheim. Johnny Gaudreau from Calgary. Patrice Bergeron from Boston. And Jonathan Marcheseau from Vegas. Again, the skills competition is Saturday at 7.30 on ESPN. And the All-Star game will be three games. Uh, the first game will start at 3.15 on ABC Sunday. Um, so definitely it's a very fun event to watch, especially if you're just trying to get into hockey um, or, you, you know, you want to learn some star names. Definitely go check that out. Uh, they have a lot of fun with it, um, and it's it's definitely a fun time to watch. So make sure if you're not doing anything Saturday or Sunday uh, and you want to watch an actual All-Star game that's worth watching and not the Pro Bowl, make sure you check out the NHL All-Star game on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I definitely, <clears throat> I think you might have been low-key, like, hinting at me that I need to be watching this so I can learn something. Um, I would, I'm just saying in general, like, <laughs> I, I feel like we, we're starting to turn not just you, but some other people onto the sport of hockey. And so, you know what? Go check it out. I hope so, because, like, I texted you, the, I'm pretty sure that I follow hockey at this point more than I follow, like, the NFL. And now, obviously, like, the NFL is slowing down, so that might have something to do with it. <clears throat> but it also doesn't help, like, I have years of NFL knowledge, whereas the NHL, like, I know literally what I've been learning. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's definitely hard for me, um, or not hard, but difficult for me to, because you know how I am. Like, when it comes to sports, uh, obviously, I like talking about them. That's why we sit here and do this twice a week. But, um, one, I like knowing what I'm talking about. And, two, I like being able to say, like, you know, or being able to know who scores are, who his sisters are, like, you know, who the good and the bad and the ugly are in the league and whatnot. And it's definitely... It's a slow process, but um, hopefully I'm definitely going to try to tune in uh, to some of these events going on this weekend, see if I can learn more. Because um, uh, we talked about it the other day, half of my team, um, uh, you know, being an expansion team, it happens. Half my team probably isn't going to be with the team next season. And, like, we're at the point where I'm getting into the, the NFL offseason and, and the draft and all that. Um and I'd like to start looking into the, the NHL offseason just because I like looking ahead and, and knowing, 
knowing that we're not going to have the same team next year, who we can get. So this will definitely give me an idea. Um, maybe I'll hear, you know, who's going to pre- be free agents and whatnot. Um, so I definitely, if there are people out there listening to this that we're starting to get into hockey, by all means, jump on because we're going. And soon hockey might be the sport that we talk about the most because I'm getting into it real fast. And George loves it to begin with. So Absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, yes, but other than that, I think that'll just about cover our very short, but uh, hopefully very entertaining episode for you. Um, not a lot going on, but going forward, we'll talk a lot more hockey, a lot more basketball. Um, we got the Super Bowl next week, so be prepared for just full-on episodes of breaking down everything you guys need to know for that. Um, keep you updated with this Brian Flores situation and anything else that comes our way. And of course, the Olympics, too. Can't forget the Olympics. It, yeah, and uh, I, I think George and I are going to talk about it a little more. I believe our Thursday podcast next week um, is going to be our Super Bowl podcast. There's a lot of stuff that him and I have thrown around already that we kind of wanted to talk about, and we haven't fully decided if it's going to be just a Super Bowl podcast yet. Um, you know, we got to sit down and figure out exactly what all there is to talk about and whatnot. But nonetheless, um, we're actually kind of excited <clears throat> for the end of the NFL season to be coming up because we get to start talking about other things. Um, and <clears throat> there's a lot of big things coming behind the scenes that we've started talking about and started looking into. Um, and I don't know how George feels, but I'm sure he feels the same way. I can't wait. Um, this podcast gets me excited every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and honestly, I, I'm not sure if it's because I get to do what I love and talk about sports or if I get to spend time with one of my favorite people in George or just the fact that we're spreading our positivity and, and our love for the games um, with others. And obviously they're spreading that love back. So it's definitely a good feeling to have, um, you know, and we definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Absolutely. Uh, with that being said, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, definitely go check out our social medias at Jack Wagon Sports. Uh, check out their merch store. It's just sitting there in the store. Please go buy it. Um, <laughs> And it's just chill. yeah, have a you know watch the opening ceremonies tomorrow night. Go watch the All Star game. Uh, watch the skills competition. Watch the Pro Bowl. Speaking field. of the I'm Olympics not, and hockey, like I said, yeah, it, I, not that like obviously <clears throat> I'm not rooting for China in the Olympics, but did you see their hockey uniforms? I did not know. I didn't uh, realize they had a hockey team. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I just really didn't think they had a hockey team. Yeah. So they're like they're all red, um, and it says like China on the shirt, but they're uh, they're goalie pads. Like their leg pads. I don't know if that's the uh-huh. official yeah. like word for them. Um, but they have like the the Chinese dragon like coming up them. Go check them out. They're actually oh, pretty damn. dope. I will have to um, check that out. But yeah, sorry, off topic there. As we're trying um, to end the podcast, but it is what it is. Sure. Uh, but yeah, have a great weekend. Be safe, and uh, we will be back here Tuesday. Talk to you guys all about the weekend. Uh, bye bye. Yep. Take care. Who's got internet? That's never lagging. Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging. They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.